off-site construction um, yeah. in this case, we were able to get us a full run during those winter months without, if not any delays. Welcome to Fireproof, the Passive Fire podcast, where we delve into the world of passive fire protection. Join the ProFinish team as we dig into the issues we see on-site and in our industry every day and find out how you can save time, money and headaches on major construction projects. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, We've had a couple of reschedules, um, but we're back live and uh, right now I've got Jai and Kane uh, with me. So today we're going to talk about uh, the Northern Hospital Project. Um, Jai, why did we think it was a good idea to take on the fire package of Australia's largest ever modular building project? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Because, well, I thought that we were probably one of the uh, most well-positioned companies in, especially in Victoria, to be able to handle such a project. Um, And I think that we had the biggest resources available to us um we had a good enough relationship and we'd done a lot of these kind of projects before just probably not modular obviously and on this scale yeah yeah not on this scale but um from a like uh installing board which was most of the job perspective like we'd done a heap of this um and like i said we'd had a we had um the ability to scale up to so i think we had 80 um plasters and carpenters on on site at one point and so i think that we were uh, probably best positioned from what I thought um, as opposed to any other company in Victoria to be able to handle this sort of type of project. So I thought it was going to be right up our alley. Yeah, that's um, great. So, um, Kane, did you actually live there for about six months? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, was, I actually started about a month after the project kicked off. Yeah. So I got my second day at the company, I pretty much got told to go out to site and you'll be out here for the next three months. <laughs> Get comfy, so. set up a tent. So, so we'll give, give everyone a little little bit of background. Yeah. So um, you came into the company as a, a graduate, um, still finishing off your construction management yeah. degree, and it was probably your first taste on site of a of a live project. Um, and you're working um, directly with um, Justin, one of our directors there. Um, so yeah, let's let's maybe um, what were you doing? Yeah. So uh, as soon as I come into the project, I pretty much just got stuck into the quality assurance side of it. Um, with probably 40 to 60 workers, the uh, quality uh, sometimes were up, sometimes down, but we really needed someone just beyond that every day, just making sure it's up to scratch. So Mm. it's a lot of work going out the door at once, isn't it? It it is, it is. And when you have modules going from the yard to the work site, out the warehouse, um, it can get a bit lost um, in in the scheme of things. So yeah. Pretty much whenever a module was completed, that module needed to be checked off um, after it's um, gone outside to the mm-hmm. stock. Yeah, and so how many, just to, just to back up a touch for a second, how many modules were in the project, can you remember? Yeah, so it's probably about 160 modules um, total. That yeah, we had to work on. I think there was 300, roughly 300, maybe 320 on the job. Yeah, so it was 160 in stage one and yeah. then probably another 120 in the second stage so staggered in probably three month periods yeah and so it was a massive amount of steel and a massive amount of sort of board and everything that was just required at one point yeah yeah so 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 your first taste of um of project management work was doing quality assurance um and making sure like joe said a huge volume of work um was being completed every day um and we really needed someone to make sure we were keeping up with that so let's um Obviously, we we all know, but let's um, give everybody a bit more background um, as to the client 
um, the scope and, and a bit of the timeline. So um, we started out um, working with Modscape um, and later on with Lendlease. Uh, yep. um, both um, were great companies to deal with and we've developed really strong relationships out of the project. Um, I think sometimes when you go into battle with, with somebody like, and, and you're all sort of working towards um, the outcome, um, you know, it, it's testing at times, but we've come out of it and um, developed a stronger relationship because of it. Do you want to um, just touch on uh, the client relationship, Jai? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as you said, we were, uh, we started working with, I actually think it started, we, we started working on uh, Sunshine Hospital. Was that the one we went to after? Yeah, we went yeah. to Sunshine after Northern. Yeah, yeah. So we, we started working on Sunshine with another contractor. Um, we ended up getting introduced to uh, Modscape through a mutual connection um, on that project. And then um, we started to work with a, a guy called Rob. Um, and at that point it was, I mean, the nature of modular is speed. And so mm. you have to be able to deliver quickly. And that that goes all the way back to quoting. So like you have yep. to be able to quote quickly, like answer quickly, get to site quickly, deliver quickly. Like it's just, it's speed. That's what, yep. what modular is. It's, it's one of the advantages speed. of modular. It is. I mean, that's yeah. that's the sell, right? Is that they can build something so quickly. So, um, we yeah, we started a relationship with Modscape. Uh, got into that really quickly. I think from quote to start date would have been you know a couple of months at most. I reckon. I um, think it was less. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. Might have been. Yeah. Because we'd um we just come off the back of quoting another job. Yeah. Um, and then we we turned that one around really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I went away for a portion. It was like I went away and then anyway, anyway it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, yeah, so Modscape started with them. Um, one of the challenge, challenging parts about that time was that uh, I think it was it was through COVID or on the back of COVID or it, it was it was anyway there was there was a lot of delays in um, in product coming to Australia and that was one mm. of the, the major problems that we had had um, was that. I remember at one point we they, they basically ran out of thirty mil board in Australia, yeah, yeah. and so we secured everything we could, yeah. um, and so did Modscape. And then what happened after that was there was about a six month delay on getting that product, so they, we had to do um, we ended up having to do a double layer of yeah. fifteen mil, which meant we had yep. to ramp up super quick. So um, when you have super time, uh, super strict timelines or deadlines, and then you go. Uh, and you basically double that. You double the labor required in. Mm. I think we revved up from forty to eighty in a week. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is just crazy. Um, and so when you when you have timelines blow out by that much, or the potential to blow out by that much, everyone gets involved. And so Lendlease mm. were very much involved. Lendlease was a head client at this point. Yeah. And so we were having a lot of conversations with Lendlease directly, and then um, just through working together, I think we just built a good working relationship, and then. Um, you know, there was some ups and some downs as, as mm. the project went through, but we worked through them together and, uh, yeah, we ended up um, developing developing a bit of a good relationship with both of those companies, which we're both working for a lot more now. Yeah, um, I mean, it's been ongoing. Yeah, and we, we ended up doing Sunshine Hospital on the back of it as well just because, yep. well, one of the main reasons was because of the quality assurance, mm. um, like the time and money that we'd spent uh, and put into even like Kane as a resource being on site, but then uh, even after... Um, just making sure everything was done correctly was uh, it's why we ended up moving to Sunshine. To, mm, there's to a lot of things. learnings that came out of Northern for sure. Um, let's just have a quick talk through the scope. You're probably um, well suited to talk to this, Kane, um, seeing you live there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I suppose just give us a rundown of, um, of the type of products, um, you know, what was installed, why, what it was going to achieve. Yep. So pretty much every module is treated as a separate, like 
a compartment system. So yep. we had the system panel floor on the on the floor um, of the module, and then a ceiling system directly underneath that and above it. Um, so this floor was made out of a two layer system with um, it was a James Hardy cement sheeting and then yep. an eighteen mil system panel sheeting from Promat. Yep. And then the ceiling was a two double layer um, Promatech one hundred fifteen mil ceiling. Um, yep. And then obviously all the every beam and every column in pretty much the whole entire project had to be protected with Promat board yep. at thirty mil, which um, it's a it's a, it's a massive project. <laughs> so yeah. um, huge huge board scope. Yeah, pretty much the biggest I've ever seen. Yep. Well, I think it's the biggest uh, Promat in Australia. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, what so. that's what uh, we're, <laughs> we're led to believe. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so that uh, there was, there was obviously that board scope. Um, let's talk about some of the um, challenges. Jai's already mentioned um, the the product shortages. So, um, we'll come to that in a minute. But let's talk more about design challenges. So, we're we're coming into this project um, really quickly from the outset um, because speed is going to be a factor. Um, we've we've quoted it. We get on site and we're confronted with um, some things. You know, some design elements or um, some interface issues. Um, can you talk to any of those problems that we're faced with and what we did about them, Kane? Uh, yeah, well, mainly I can think of one on site where we we ran into another supply issue of board mm-hmm. um, and we, we worked together with our Lendlease, Modscape as well as Promat. So we, um, we developed an interface where we can use board and um, vermiculite spray mm-hmm. to achieve that fire rating. Yep. Yeah. So in the in the areas where we just couldn't get Promat board into Australia, we substituted that with a vermiculite spray um, interface system. Yeah. Yep. And I might just jump on there too. Yeah, so yeah. Um, <clears throat> one of the challenging things about uh, the industry is that you've got um, you got DTS systems, which is deemed to satisfy, which is basically tested systems, and then you've got uh, and and so that's it has to be like a proven um, it has to be proven that it can work. Basically, yeah, and that that's kind of the guidelines that we work within. And then, if there is um, a need to work outside those guidelines, it's what they call a performance solution, and that's where you need to involve a fire engineer, uh, normally the suppliers, and you kind of all work together to come towards um, to get a solution. And so, one of the challenging things with modular is that because it hasn't really been done, especially at the scale in Australia yet, is that there wasn't any specific testing. Um, and so we had to, as the project was actually going, um, both modular, uh, sorry, both Modscape, Lendlease, and Promat, and everyone all understood that there wasn't going to be any testing. Mm-hmm. And so we had to um, we had to de- design a lot of the uh, the scope for the tests as well as install um, on the tests. I think th- we even sent our guys to do the actual testing with Promat, didn't we? Uh, we may have. It might have been before my, yeah. my time here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, pr- yeah, I'm pretty sure we had to. Um, spray some things and they had to test it and stuff. Yep. But, but anyway, it, because of the size and because of the importance of it, I think there's some political promises and stuff as well. Basically, we fast-tracked everything through the, um, mm. through the testing process to make sure that when we got to uh, installing everything, it was all going to be DTS and deemed to satisfy. Yep. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that was one of the most challenging things is, was making sure that what was actually drawn um, was going to work. And then, as you said, there was parts where because in a normal building, a conventional sort of building, um, vermiculite to board wouldn't, wouldn't have been an issue. But in this scenario, because it was modular, we had to mm-hmm. um, work with them to get the tests actually approved and all that and then mm-hmm. be able to install that on site. Um, yep. Yep. 
So I, th- I think I, I do remember in this case that we um, we actually went to the lab with um, yeah. Modscape, Lendlease, um, Promat, our installers, um, basically created replicas. They were mm. put through a fire test. Um, so we ha- we I haven't seen a fire test or, or heard of one that's sort of progressed and gone through that quickly. So I'm not sure who who was able to pull some strings yeah. to uh, to make that happen. But um, that was um, definitely one of the the challenges. Mm. And at the same time, like the work didn't stop. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah. You're doing yeah, what you can stop. on site, um, you know, what you know you can um, while you're waiting on um, this new design element being approved. Yeah, it was even a little bit of working on the things that you think are going to get through because of the script. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, this is going to get through, this is going to get through. It yeah. just, it, it, you had to. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it, obviously it all it was all compliant. Yeah. Um, right. We talked about um, the product shortages. Um, the program didn't change. So we were, all of a sudden there was a... a a supply shortage um, mm. due to freight issues, um, com- product coming from overseas. Um, the pro- program didn't change. Um, so we had to then quickly work out how we're going to be able to um, substitute or, you know, create a new um, solution and then also resource the labour. So um, do you want to just run through that, you know, particularly over, you know, imagine um, somebody's listening to this and they're working on a project um, and talk about how, how we're able to sort of mobilise um, work through the design process and who was involved in that? Yeah, well, I'll probably start with just saying that this is like probably our one of our biggest strengths, if not our biggest strength, is that mm. because we, we have both the size to deliver but there's there's other companies out there that have that are bigger than us from a like a um, plastering and uh, carpentry sort of perspective but they don't, they don't have the ability to be able to bring the design. And so because yep. we're passive fire specialists, we work across all different passive fire and we work with all the different suppliers, we have the ability to be able to like understand the system and come up with the designs and everything that's mm. required. And so we understand the limitations and what can and can't happen. And then, and then you know, when you do get stuck, how you can, you can shift um, and change to, to make that happen. And so that, that was just one point I wanted to touch on. But um, yeah, uh, what was... Yeah, so just talking about, I suppose, um, how we were able to then um, assess the situation, um, create a, a new solution and then mobilise to, to get that done without affecting the program. Yeah, well, as, as we sort of spoke about, it was like um, we had to involve, well, there was obviously Kane was on site doing one thing. We had Justin managing a lot of the teams. We had, uh, uh, I think we had at least two of the um consultants on it two or three of them plus myself mm. um upstairs and and uh and it was all systems go for a long period so there was a lot of back and forth designing with promat a lot of back and forth design i can't remember who the fire engineers on the job were can you remember no i can't i can't remember the fire engineers. <laughs> be nice so. to give him a shout out <laughs> yeah yeah that's right uh, but yeah look it was just working through it together so it was just um yep. we had to because it was so quick uh and happening so I don't know. I just think everyone got on board. Like that's the client, like Lendlease, Modscape, everyone just all worked together to make sure that it, it happened very quickly. So yep. Promat as well. Um, yeah, yep. everyone yep. was very good. There was so a lot. little um, little sidetrack. You just mentioned consultants, um, a couple of consultants. You're talking about our team. Yes. Um, yep. So uh, what was their role? Like how, how do they um, help assist in that situation or, or uh, um, assist the client in making sure that we're getting the, the outcome? Yeah, so the reason um, we have passive fire consultants as opposed to like um, estimators or, mm-hmm. or, or engineers is because uh, we sort of play we're, we're best suited for the area where um, 
understanding what the systems required or understanding what we're, we're working towards from like a normally a fire engineer or, or a building surveyor they'll, they'll um, say what the building needs to achieve um, and what needs to be used from a concept perspective mm. but then when it gets to the point of actually delivering on what can be built and what is required there's a gap between what the suppliers have tested and what um, say is recommended and so there's a buildability aspect to that. Yep. Um, and so the reason they're consultants is that uh, the majority of their time is spent uh, reviewing documents, um, making sure that, again, what's written can be achieved, um, working with suppliers, coming up with new drawings, um, different designs, um, and then working with all the parties involved. So like there's a lot of the time we'll, we'll spend, especially at the start of the jobs, um, we'll get involved just like this one. We'll get involved with the fire engineer, the building mm. surveyor, um, and the client, whereas like um, others won't, they'll just kind of uh, quote as per the drawing. So it'll be like yep. more of just an estimating service. Mm -hmm. um, we really focus on the consulting side of things because we know that we can, like we've got a lot of experience working with the suppliers and their test reports and understanding what actually can be achieved. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where we come into the consulting sort of side of things is, is um, yeah, bridging that gap between the two. Yep. Yeah, it's really important. Um, that's a perfect way to summarize it too, bridging the gap. So um, do you want to touch on just some of the um, benefits of modular construction? Um, we've, we've sort of moved into this space and we've got some more projects coming through um, at the moment where um, even the services that we're being able to provide is, is expanding. You know, we're, we're painting structural steel now. Um, there's a lot of work that we can do before the actual modules get on site. But let's talk about... Um, some of the advantages of modular um, and particularly with a passive fire kind of lens um, and then we'll talk about what we did sort of off-site versus what we did on-site. Uh, yeah, well, basically off-site construction, um, the, whole, the whole module can pretty much be prefabbed to nearly a finished level of, mm. um, of construction. Um, the whole facade exterior and interior gets com nearly completely uh developed and then on site it's literally just a crane a crane can bring it up and just connect it into a um into a pre-set out space along a um it might be a in this case of northern hospital it was a pre a pre-poured construct a pre-poured concrete uh structure on top of a on top of their car park mm -hmm. so they had a set out where every single module had its own spot and then Every, every single module had eight points along it, which it, every single point got bolted on mm -hmm. at a specific um, point where it, it was a long it was a long process. Um, mm -hmm. Some days um, there would have been just hours and hours and hours and hours just um, connecting maybe two modules because every mm -hmm. single bolt needed to be millimeter perfect. Crazy. Because mm. um, yeah. um, especially with Northern Hospital because it's, as you as you um, as you know, it's a hospital. You have service modules and you have um, your, like your livable modules. Mm -hmm. So the service modules sit in between levels, and it has all your services: your HVAC, electrical, plumbing, everything. Mm -hmm. um, so that it just creates another whole um, problem for the builder. Um, so not only does your base modules need to be millimeter perfect, but then it also creates a problem where if if your base module is off a little bit, your service module is going to be a little bit off. And then vice versa, it just mm. keeps going up for maybe yeah. five levels. A couple so, mil down the bottle, bottom yep. equals a lot of mil yep. on top. Yeah. And for yep. from our perspective, is that because we're using a board that um, it's it just fixes directly to steel. It's is rigid. that if it's a little bit off, it's rigid. Um, 
you're going to be our, our flooring is going to be off our fixings are going to be um everything just it needs everything needs to be um millimeter perfect yep. yeah just so yep. yeah you hey, get, we're, you we're get, meant to be talking about advantages yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll jump into the advantages. I mean, one of the things I, that blew me away when I first went into Modsgate was that there was like houses and stuff there with tiles and stuff on the wall. Yeah. And so yeah. it was like when you say it was finished, Northern Hospital probably was actually one of um, – they actually ran into a lot of uh, problems there but um, just because – mainly because of the fire rating. But yeah. um, one, of the, one of the key things with Modular is that you can start uh, site works, ground works at the same time as start – building works and yeah. so they're essentially running at the same time so you kind of halve the time mm. for it and so um another another massive benefit is um you reduce wastage yeah you reduce wastage um you also gain a lot of efficiency mm-hmm. because you're working on for the most part like those modules were all very similar right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you gain, yeah. you gain efficiencies because you're working in a warehouse you're um mm. you know it's it's repeat rinse and repeat mm-hmm. over and over and over again it's kind yep. of production line sort of style and so um th- there are a lot of cost benefits as, yep. as well i um, think the yeah. advantage for our guys is that um you've got all these modules sort of lined up side by side with access around each module mm. um so accessibility to actually get in there and get the work done um not working over the top of each you know other trades and um cordoned off areas and stuff like that um it was a huge advantage because we could just sort of work through through one and then just keep going and and other trades could just follow through absolutely um so yep. it does create yep. that real production line yep. sort of environment and uh um, def- yeah sorry definitely for our scope uh working during the winter months um i know that uh our other projects during winter it can get uh, delayed severely if there's rain or wind um off-site construction um yeah in this case, we were able to get us a full run during those winter months without, if not any delays, because yep. um, Mosgate, um, to their advantage, have a massive um, in like interior warehouse where they can line up and lift the modules around. So yeah, they've set yep. up well. Yeah, yeah, yep. huge advantages. So, um, so that's a little bit about what we did um, offsite and some of the advantages, and then um, let's talk about what we did when we got onsite, um, and then you know how the modular setup was an advantage in that regard as well. Uh, yeah, well, when we got on site, the guys, well, having worked on the modules for the last five months, they knew they knew exactly what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much just doing those finishing touches on all the modules, connecting up the um, connecting up the fire rating from module to module um, mm-hmm. for the ceilings and for the flooring, and especially when you have um, cluster columns and you just you can um, join join four columns as one. So it it even it even decreases the amount of work required. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can limit the, if you can limit the amount of single columns and you can bundle them up, then it um, it creates a um, it creates a flow on effect throughout the whole project where yeah, everything, work, yeah. everything can get done in less time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, less less cuts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, um, look, I think that's that is a really good summary of um, of Northern. It was a, a unique and challenging um, project. I yep. just want to add you something. You want to keep Some, going? Well, just about the on-site portion because that yeah. was probably the modular side of things. We then did a lot of work with Lendlease. Yep. And so um, once we got to the site and we started working with him, we obviously had the spray with Modscape as well, which we spoke about earlier. Yep. Um, but then it turned into there was a lot of uh, penetration work we did. Um, so so basically we went through a lot of audits, made sure that what was there was actually going to be compliant. A lot of it wasn't. So we then installed a lot of um, penetration uh, protection from there. We also had some interesting um, situations with the. Do you remember what the things were on top where the ducts come out? 
it was the it was like the risers. Um, yeah, yeah, we um, we had to design we, some systems and stuff there. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of um, kind of uh, exhaust. Yeah, it was like exhaust systems, fans yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, all coming out through the roof. Anyway, there's some very like particular details that needed to happen, mm-hmm. so we had to work through. Uh, you know, we spent weeks just getting some designs ready. For just to mm. there was there was some problems with like um, the, the dampers that were being used against the board type, against the um, the block work type. Just some just some real specific detail stuff, and so we we're able to really help Lendlease um, get through that sort of portion of the project by working on that. And so, you know, it, what started out was meant to just be a board job. As with most of our jobs, they turned into uh, all of our all the systems we offer pretty much. Mm. So it was board, panos, spray. Um, I can't remember if we did any painting there, but um, there was, you know, I think we might have done a little bit of speed panel even. Um, I think we might have. We yeah, might but have up, up essentially there. it turned into the, the whole sort of package, which is what normally happens on sites, is that once we get engaged, we they start to work with us and we work through all the different problems and, mm-hmm. and uh, go from there. So. And then as things come up, new requirements on the project um, during the build, um, we can help solve them. Absolutely. We, we had a bit of a unique issue, didn't we, Kane, with pests? Yeah, it was yeah. The first so, time we've encountered that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I was going to touch on that. So as we we got that relationship with Lendlease, actually they contacted us directly to fire rate their link bridge in bet- between the existing hospital and the new build. Yeah. Um, which was again another offsite construction. Um, that fire rating, of course, was done with board Promat um, Promat two fifty. Um, but then when we got on site, we we use a vermiculite spray um, for the bolted connections between the link bridge and the existing building. Um, and we, us and the builder, we ran into the problem that during that time of the year, um, the, the cockatoos around the, around the hospital, they, they <laughs> nest. Yeah. So they began to nest in the vermiculite and chipping away at it. So <laughs> I don't know whether they, whether it was tasty or yeah. they were just, <laughs> so just we'll, using it. It was useful material for them, nice, yeah. and, nice and insulated. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how healthy it would have been for them. Yeah, but, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they loved it. Yeah, cockatoos <laughs> coming in and chipping off all the vermiculite. We had to yeah. end up going and how do you explain that as a variation? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Yeah. Cockatoo so anyway. damage. Yeah. Mm. Who wears that cost? <laughs> interesting conversation yeah definitely all right well um look we might wrap this up um really good uh overview of what was a really complicated um project and had a lot involved um probably the biggest project we had done at the time that we took it on um and like we've already mentioned um it was a success in the end and we've developed some really good relationships from it and uh did you guys just have any final words if anyone's in the you know looking at a project at the moment um looking ready to build or, you know, need assistance with any of those things? Have you got any final words? Um, not really. You just got to you know, keep on top of everything every single day because um, module builds like that, the unexpected can happen at any point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my probably closing statement is that modular is becoming in- incredibly popular. It's mm. a very quickly expanding industry. I think Europe has something like 60% of the buildings are, are, are modular. Um Australia is starting to take off in that sector, which means there's a lot of different pop-up modular companies, and not just mm. pop-up, but also a lot of the, the you know the top end of town are moving into into the modular space and starting yep. those companies, and so they need to be ready for all these different things that we've spoken about today. You know, there's there's different testing, there's different install sort of um, yep. techniques. There's there's a lot of things that are done differently. And we've already been started to like we've already started going to sites where modular they are building in modular and a lot of it is wrong. 
Yeah. And they get into really, really tricky, expensive situations. And so my word of advice would be work with someone like us, get get us in the door as early as possible um, and just build that team like we had at, at, with Modscape and Lendlease. Mm. Like get your client on board, get the surveyors on board, get the fire engineers required on board, get someone like us on board um, and the suppliers of the product on board and all yep. work together to make sure that you've across this stuff before it starts. That's right. We're fortunate enough, um, you know, we're really grateful that we're able to cut our teeth on what was what was the biggest project yeah. um, to date. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for your time, guys. Um, enjoy the conversation and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you. See you Thank on the next you. podcast.